Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for first week of finals 2023. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is man who did it tough at the MCG on Friday night. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day Michael, g'day Junk Timers. What a weekend of footy we had. The Blues are still alive. It's an unbelievable, you know, it's an unbelievable time to be alive, Michael, mm-hmm. as you can hear. The tone in my voice, uh, it was a tough one on Friday. From the outset, like nothing, you know, the game was tight in the end. We just got over the line, the blue baggers. And at one point, I thought the guys, uh, the guy who was shucking the fresh oysters, (laughs) the Coffin Bay oysters, I thought that his shuck had broken in (laughs) half and we weren't going to get enough oysters pre-game. But luckily... He dug deep, he pulled through, and I had a lovely Coffin Bay oyster with a, a dash of lemon on it, and what a great way to start off my Friday night. In the, uh, in the words of the great, uh, late, great Alan Jeans, he paid mm. the price. I he did. Because I he remember did. at halftime of that grand final, he talked about a story about a little boy who yeah. got a job shucking oysters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just sort of be... Price. Oh, they always say, you know, if an oyster shuck, if the, the shucking blade breaks before a game, that's, that's a bad that's sign. A bad omen. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a really bad omen. It does remind me again of the words of the late, great John Kennedy Sr. Mm. He's like, do, don't think, shuck. <laughs> don't think shuck. He's, he was big on the shuck. Uh, what a great. So I was in the AFL function yep. as. Okay, uh, paint you the picture. It's half an hour right here. Okay. So now you went on Thursday night as well. I did. I was in the AFL function on the Thursday night oh, as well. Oh, you fucking dog. You <laughs> fucking low dog cunt. Are you telling me that you're going to... You, uh, you, you point the finger at me every single fucking time. I'm the little fucking private school cunt and you get the fucking... You get the fucking deals, mate. You get the fucking Yeah, but you know deals. why? You know why the people love me is because I worked hard to get where <laughs> I am. <laughs> did, you, did you pay at all for either Thursday or Friday night? I worked hard to get the friends that I have, <laughs> the friends in high places that I know. That took years and years of cultivating those relationships <laughs> and sucking up to the right people, Michael, to get myself in a position to be able to go to the AFL function two nights in a row. Okay, so okay, we'll, we'll begin with Thursday. That can be our a move yeah, boost sure. before we get into the Carlton game of the Friday. So Thursday sure. night. So what are you rocking up to? What what part of the ground? So it's actually next to the MCC. So you go in at gate three mm-hmm. and then it's like the function room. You go up the escalators and you just... Um, so it's actually right next to where my seats are for Carlton Games anyway. It's just behind the glass, which I'm yep. not normally there. So you go in, grab yourself a bit of a heavy strength beer and then we uh, proceed. You know, you, you hobnob. Spoke to Robbo before... Did you really? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What did Robbo have to say for himself? Chat. 
Uh, he's done it tough. He had a car accident recently, yeah. Robbo. So yeah, he's been in the wars, Robbo. Yeah, he really, really fucking has. Mm. Um, so spoke to him. Hey, spoke quickly, to do you, if you're the cop and shows up to that, uh, <laughs> 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 you see it's Robbo. How quickly do you go? Okay, let's get the breath out. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to our seats, and fuck, it was hilarious. So they got like a, a long table, but then these like. Where Titus O'Reilly, who I got, you know, friend of the show, I got the tickets through him. Uh-huh. And we sat down. It was like a couch at the end of the table. So it was like we were in the kiddie seat because oh. we were lower than everyone else at the table. So you weren't actually on a chair? Like you on. No, no, yeah. we were on these kind of like really loungy type couches. That's it was weird. really strange. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, entree, what are they bringing out? What are they taking this So, around? they had on the table, they had uh, some scallops already on the table. And can I just say, this is just, you know, I don't want to be too critical of the AFL and what they're trying to do. But can you make sure your, your scallops are chilled? I mean, they were, they were out there for far too long. They were warm by the time we got to them. And it kind of, it didn't put a dampener on my night, Michael, but it could have. Wait a second. I feel like you need your scallops to be cooked, don't you? Um, In I don't my experience, know. I've only did, did ever had a warm, or a cooked scallop. I've never had a raw, uncooked one. Yeah, but they were just out there a little bit long. I was a bit, just a bit sus on them. I didn't want to have one. I was too scared. I yeah, stayed sure. away. Uh, entertainment. Uh, yes. Yes. So on the Thursday night, we had John Stevens, formerly of Noiseworks, formerly of In Excess. He came yep. out, belted out three songs and was kind of like, it was one of those things where you just, another one of those AFL ideas where you just say, you know what? Like we'd heard Gil's speech, and he uh, uh, had some big laughs in there, um, written by you know some friends of ours. And then John Stevens came out, and it's kind of like if you're on a table and you're with people that you know, you just want to have a chat. So yeah. now we're just stuck listening to John Stevens bell town. Oh, you know, I'm not the hugest Noiseworks fan. I don't like In Excess particularly much. And so you just got to power through that. It's a good time to go to the bathroom, good time to refresh your beer. But all I'm saying is they don't need it, Michael. No, I feel like you're right. I feel like uh, when they bring out an act every now and then at a mm. function, you kind of go, you're interrupting the night now. Like, Yeah, there's a little of, bit of that. You feel like you need to kind of look at him and pay attention. But but you've been you've been strong with J.D. Fortunes, obviously the, the greatest front man of NXS. Like you've been strong oh, with that for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've always said that. So then it kind of blew the night out. So it was a 7.20 start on Thursday night. And we got our entrees at like, uh, sorry, our mains at like seven o'clock. Like you could just see that everything was running a little bit behind. So people are just yep. absolutely smashing their poached chicken with uh, uh, risotto. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then you were sort of powering through that before you headed out to your seats, grabbed yourself a little can of uh, Great Northern and headed out to your seats. Yeah, gotcha. So you, took, you can take your can to the seat. Yep, absolutely. And absolutely. you were neutral, so you didn't feel the need to piff it at the umpire at any stage. During the no, game. no, it was, it was really fun, actually, to kind of sit out there and just be, you know, at one with everyone else. And then occasionally you might duck back in for an Asahi, full yep. strength, in a glass bottle, delicious. And then you'd come back out and uh, continue watching the footy. So it was a, a great night. Now, a uh, question without notice. Mm. Uh, Maynard, mm. what's your take? Good call, bad call. So, uh, so being there at the ground, you know what the interesting thing was? So, um, obviously, you know, um, Bruzzy has gone up to, um, 
smother the ball, yep. has missed missed the ball and sort of accidentally a little bit kind of got Brayshaw in the head. And you know how everyone is sort of like, I like Collingwood at the moment. They're my second team. You know, I like the way they're pl- going about it. And kind of Craig McRae has softened the team and they're quite likeable. Darcy Moore, everyone's into him. Angus Brayshaw is lying on the ground pretty much fucking dead and they're bringing the card out. And then they start the Collingwood chant. <laughs> and you're just there going, fucking seriously, guys? Come on. That's very funny. I it was just like, who in the who, like, because it had to start from one person, has just gone, oh, I'll tell you what they need right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what will endear us to the footballing public. While this guy, who has suffered many concussions over his career. Yeah, who's wearing a fucking helmet for a who's reason. Who's wearing a helmet and he's completely out of it. Like, they brought that stretcher out so quickly. Like, yep. there was no two ways about it. It was coming out. And someone's just gone, I'll tell you what this needs. <laughs> I tell you, this person is the guy in the in the minute silence at Anzac Day. goes, I'll tell you what this needs. <laughs> and so they've just gone, Collingwood. And everyone around us was just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. And even the Collingwood supporters around us, like, no one I saw... Uh, joined in, but it was just even though I'd be like, you know, this is pretty, this is pretty rough. Yeah, I feel like Maynard's going to be in fair bit of tr- trouble. I feel like, I feel like that's a two or three weeker. I think. You know, it's a really interesting thing because I can see it from both ways. Where you go, yeah. um, it, it was not intentional at yeah. all, and so you yeah. put that out of it. But it hit him in the head, so that's yeah. kind of it's like negligence, isn't it, or recklessness? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think there's a bit of kind of you know. Uh, commotion through the AFL, like how it's been worded, or you know, people yeah. have you know um, overruled people, maybe. Mm. But I feel like that turn of the shoulder into the head is what's going to yeah. do him. And it's like, mate, if he if he hit him, if he hit him like chest on, I reckon he'd be off. But it's just that slight curve of the shoulder, and you go, oh, yeah. I think you're in trouble, mate. And that will probably be a grand final. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. But also, the the interesting thing is that we've got to go through this bullshit process of the first tribunal because I think they'll yeah, suspend yeah. him. Yeah. And then we go straight into appeals. And so you're just like, we've already skipped the MRO. Chris o, they decided Chris O can't handle it. How do you reckon no. he feels? They're like, no, mate. He's, he's, over, he's, he's overworked. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's too yeah. much going on. <laughs> yeah, they, they just go, he'll be out of his depth. Don't give it to Chris O. And so they don't. And so now we've got to wait for this first tribunal, which I think... Judging by, you know, like the, the Sicily one, where that was a football act, but he KO'd someone and then maybe pushed that KO'd person into the ground. Yeah, when his neck bent at like 95 <laughs> degrees into the ground. I um, um, I wonder if this might be even, even a uh, Supreme Court job. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Like, cause yeah. uh, Jeff Brown is he's a uh, lawyer, isn't he? Um, no, it was TV. Like, I think he was a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, and I'm, you know, all the Collingwood lawyers will come out of the woodwork. But you just imagine that it's going to go to the highest courts in the land. Yeah, sure. I do like and that. Waste idea. everyone's time. And how good for the fucking papers? Like they'll just be loving this. Do you think it's guilty? Is it not guilty? Um, I do love it though. I mean, yeah, fucking talk back be going nuts. But um, I do love the fact like if you're a you're you know you start out as a lawyer. You get recognised by the important people. You get maybe yeah. put in the you know, magistrate's court, get yeah. the call up to the Supreme Court, and then yeah. you walk through your door and you have to decide whether some, some footballer hit a bloke in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And whether it's a letter of the law that he did it. So so that was my Thursday night after that. It was, it was quite an enjoyable game. It was incredible the amount of uh, 
inside 50s at Melbourne were getting in. Yeah. You're like, this is just theirs to lose. And boy, did they grasp it with both hands. Yeah, yeah. No, they really cocked it up. Seven points in the end. at the end of the day. You kind of look at that and you go, fuck, man. That's a prelim spot that we've coughed up. Now we've got to go and try and go the long way. Yeah. But then maybe they did expose Collingwood a little bit. Like they had, I think that didn't they have like thirty odd more inside fifties, yeah. which is yeah. a fucking massive amount. It's pretty amazing, and they've got no forward line, and now all of a sudden they're going, uh, you know, because Van Royen is going to be out for a week because he fucking lifted the elbow. I fucking thought it was nineteen seventy eight. So he's Gonski, and so they're up against you know a fucking a rampaging Carlton outfit. Yeah, yeah. Who are also down a couple of uh, forwards as well. So take me through Friday. So how are you feeling before the game? Because like a decade since your team's been in the finals. Like how are you, you know, feeling? You know what? I wasn't as nervous as I thought I might be. Um, I thought if we bring our best, we can beat Sydney, right? Sydney, I don't think had been playing that well. And so kind of beforehand was okay. Obviously, the freshly shucked oysters kind of helped uh, relax me and made yep. me a little bit horny as well, uh, <laughs> as oysters yeah, do. Cleanse the palate. Cleanse the palate. Yeah. So then we sit down for our entree, and uh, that's when we have on the Friday night, we had uh, Marsha Hines. Oh, really? Well, they, yeah. they, they really went all out, didn't they, for the they uh, did. AFL functions? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be intrigued to know who they had for um, Sunday, uh, Saturday Arvo with GWS and St Kilda, and then even Saturday night up at the Gabba. Oh, I, reckon, I reckon a Darren Hayes or something like that. You know? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Kind of Anthony Kalia might have popped up. I think up. Anthony Kalia would be on top of the, top mm. of the speed dial. Of Gil when he um, has to make a booking. Yeah, someone from Bardo, perhaps. Yeah, mate. Yeah, no. Uh, they're, they're probably working the function. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you one thing that did uh, come out of Friday night is I was sitting next to a Carlton supporter who who I know, and I kept saying like the umpire, "You got to pay that, your dog." And he goes, "He goes, mate, you sound like you just got out of prison." Yeah, sure, sure. Because I think with our underworld friends, I think dog mm. is like the the, the biggest insult you can possibly give them. Yes, I, I, I do agree. Like I when I've agree, read about so. the underbelly kind of world, like to be called a dog is like... Yeah, lowest to the low. Like kind of shot in the laneway kind of talk. Yeah, and, and I don't think I realise it until you're saying it out loud in front of people that you're like, oh, okay, that what yeah. we've created on this show is not for public consumption. <laughs> <laughs> so Carlton shot out of the blocks. We got the first two goals and the, the, it was amazing. So I think there was 92,000 there. And I reckon 85% Carlton, like you could see yeah, sure. the little patches of red for the Swannies, but it was heavily weighted in Carlton's favour and it was fucking, it was rocking. And I'm just looking at the uh, the action of the timeline of it now. Yeah. So you went out so the to Swans, about a 30-point yeah. lead? About a five-goal lead, yeah. And then the Swans kicked three goals in the third and that's when the Carlton supporters just started... It got quite quiet in there. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and so were you popping into the function, you grab like a... Don't they give like a sausage roll or party pies like at three-quarter time or something? Uh, party pies and sausage rolls at halftime. Scones if you want them. Go back in, have yourself an Asahi. Talk to everyone else about how you think the game is going. Yep. Go to the bathroom. The bathroom nah, aren't that packed like they are out in the outer. Yep. And then you just grab yourself another Great Northern or a couple of cans of Great Northern, head back out. <laughs> Fucking... And if you kick one over because you've jumped up and celebrated a great goal, doesn't matter. Just go back in, get another one. It's free. I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to a man of the people, Michael. That's who you're talking to. So what are you thinking now? So uh, the Blues will have the Ds. Yeah, we've got the Ds this week. So it's going to be interesting because their forward line 
is kind of not functioning that well. Mm-hmm. Yet their back line is their best bit of their team. And our forward line's a little bit, you know, down. Now Mackay and Martin are out. So it's kind of evenly poised. But I still, th- I still think Melbourne are the better team just because they've been there longer. Now, I messaged you yesterday to see if you wanted me to get on Ticketek today to yep. get your visitor's ticket and the members. Yeah. Because yeah. I do that. I got like, I can't, I don't I, I, I got a barcode. You're going, yeah. you're going to the function again, aren't you, cunt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, someone's got to be there. You know, those people who are making, putting hours into those entrees. Yeah. You know, into that slow-cooked lamb. What if someone's not there to eat it? You know, it's just, I'm doing it for, the, for those people at the back. And so, are you confident? I mean, we, we always, every year, fall into the trap of we write off the four teams that lose. Yes. And we pump up the teams that win. Now, I don't know. Melbourne has been up for a couple of years. Um, I think if you go on form in the last, like, eight weeks, say. Yep. I mean, GWS against the Kilda on the weekend. Fuck, they look good when they moved it out of their back line. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how much of that game you watch, but yeah. when they got it, um, you know... And again, Sakilda's form line coming into it wasn't fantastic. But GWS, they you'd imagine that they could take Port Adelaide because oh, I definitely think they could. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like like you say, the losers we always uh, you know, undervalue them and the winners we overrate. But just going into this one, you just go, their form line of the last ten weeks has been as good as anyone's. Yep. And same as Carlton. But I I, I just I don't know about Carlton Melbourne. I mean, we only beat them by a couple of points last time. So That's it's going to be tight. What I was going to say, actually, did you? What happened when you played them this year? It was went down to the wire. That was that Christian Petrarca one where he kicked it late, and uh, Blake Akers touched it, and I oh know uh, Caleb Marchbank oh, touched right. it, and everyone agreed that the umpires had done a fantastic job. No, no, it was, and they, the decision got, went the right got, way. They actually got given an extra fifty that week because uh, they did such a great job of fucking Mate. everything up. Mate. You're doing your job properly. So it should be uh, actually a great weekend of footy again. Yeah. No, it should be a lot of fun. I do miss, like, it, you kind of know some finals. You kind of miss, you miss the eight games. I mean, I did watch the AFLW and the like. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, just like uh, the whole weekend, you kind of go, and this week, you know, two AFLM. But, you know, tune into the W, mate. Watch yeah, the Hawks, mate. We're in the eight. Well, Mate, I had other things going on. I had a busy weekend. You know, I went and saw a band on Saturday night. Fucking, it was all happening. What's going on? Um, some metal fuckwits? Uh, they're, they're a metal band, yeah, called Polaris. Yeah, gotcha. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Adam? Speaking of massive shows coming up. Tell you what, mate. We had a live show. Thank you to everybody who came along. Yeah. To see Tommy Little and Campbell Brown and Razor Ray and Matthew Richardson. They were really fucking funny, weren't they? They were hilarious. It was a fucking great afternoon. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Um, and thank you to all those people who came along. Thank you to our guests. Everyone delivered. It was a fucking really fun afternoon. Yep, you were iffy, but that's okay. Ah, I try. But you can make up with it, <laughs> as you sneezed, with the um, the live show, our grand final live show, our traditional grand final live show, Adam. That we've and it'll be, we'll be back to a full team this time. We will be. So it'll be Will Anderson, Charlie Claus, and Michael Chamberlain, Adam Rosenbachs, all in the same room for the first time mm. since 2019. Yeah, uh, wow. And we do our live show, traditional live show that we've done every year since 2016. Yep. And uh, and so, Adam, your mm. team is still in the running. I know. And you could be maybe that person on the stage on Grand Final Day, win or lose. Uh, I don't know about lose. If you I lose. I don't know about lose. If you lose, 
Oh, oh fucking hell. The fucking pylon would be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if Carlton make it junk timers, if you want to see a, a grown man sob, I think it could be one but to get to. It'll be also amazing if you win it. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean that actually actually if Carlton win it, okay, okay. Will, Charlie, Adam and Michael will not be in the same room because Adam will be at Prince's Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably still be in the lock-up in. at that stage. <laughs> so tickets available at Try Booking. It's on the Sunday about 4 o'clock at the at Morris House, formerly European Beer Cafe, 120 Exhibition Street in the city. Grab your tickets because that one, I guarantee it, will sell out. Yeah, no, it's going to be massive. Yeah. Hey, um, I've heard a bit of muttering from a Collingwood supporter. Oh, what's he got on? What's he got on his mind? Some guy called Eddie, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly, Eddie. Okay. And he's been big on this for a while about redeveloping the MCG. Oh, it's neat. It needs it. God, it looks old. When you're there, when you're there, I, I'm just scared it's going to fucking collapse while you're <laughs> standing in it. Well, do you think that? Like, they talk about knocking down the Shane Warne stand, but I don't really feel like it's that. A, it's not very old. It's Thirty years old, and B. I feel like it's not really that bad. That why they need to kind of knock it down for what is going to be a, a massive job, and then also the ground looks horrible for three years. Well, that's the thing, it. isn't it? I mean, the weird thing is that they built the southern. They, so they redid the southern stand, and then they redid the northern side. Yeah. And then they didn't match them. So there's like when you look at the photos from above, and it's like one. It's like you know you did. You did one reno at one time and then you go, oh, fuck it, we've got a little bit more cash here. And then yeah. you do this reno that doesn't match and so you're a bit like, oh, you know, you haven't made this the best it could possibly be. But I don't think the Shane Warren stand is that bad. No, I don't, I don't find a problem at all. <laughs> Granted, I never go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you like see it. From your seats, you see it all the time. <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, the only benefit from the I find from the, the northern stand where I'm in is that um, you don't get the sun in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, it's a shocker when you go into the southern sand. But also, I'm curious, like, because the, re- the renovations are very annoying. And also, can I just ask a question? Like, mm. I watched an AFLW the other day. When are, when is Geelong going to fucking finish their fucking renovations? Like, is it like a 10-year yeah. plan? Like, how dodgy is their builder that they're like, nah, mate, this, we've got to do another two years <laughs> on this, mate. Like, it's fucking been going on forever, the entire ground. You would have thought that they could have really ramped it up during COVID. I would have thought a lot of these things could have been done during COVID. Dude, like, we were, Victoria was locked down for seven years. Like, get shit done. It's a nightmare to watch. Like, you're just back on, like, why is there no one there? Like, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway. Um, and I think the weird thing, whenever I see Geelong, is you're like, there's a whole bunch of seats that they can use, but they must have to walk through a construction site out the back so they can't, like, legally let, you know, punters through that bit. But... Having said that, out at Marvel, they were doing renos out the back of the stands for ages, like where all the catering bits were. Like pretty much all of this year, they weren't uh, available. Yeah, it's funny though. I didn't see any of that. I only went to Marvel a couple of times, but didn't see any kind of their renovation stuff going on. But yeah, but fucking um, GBH Stadium has been going fucking for years, it feels like. Yeah, it does feel like that. So, so this uh, Collingwood supporter, he fucking, he's big on getting a roof on the MCG. He's been talking about it for a long time now. Yeah. And he talks about expanding it too. So he talks about how he wants to... Well, let me just find it here. But um, they should build over the road, over, to, over the rail yards, right? Yep. And he says, put things in, 
put sports medicine, MRIs, all those type of things that really take it to the next level. Now, I don't know if I, I've ever been at the MCG and mm. someone said, quick, <laughs> we need an MRI immediately on this fan who's drinking a frothy in the <laughs> Ford Pocket. <laughs> Who's gone down and we don't know whether he's done his ATL and can continue watching. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I just kind of find it interesting what he talks about. It. But I think, I think, what do you reckon? Okay, again, question about notice. Roof. Mm. I feel like no. No, I, I don't think we need it. I, I think we have a ground with a roof and then we appreciate that there was one without it. So, and also, too, the atmosphere in Marvel, or it's just, it's not as great. Um, like, it. If it's a really shit day, of course, it's fantastic to be undercover. But it's just not the same. And also, when they... And they fucked Marvel so badly that on the years that they did open the roof, it was so blinding in there yeah. that they basically had to shut it all the time. Like, they completely fucked it. Yeah, sure. I think the roof would only help really, I think, for atmosphere or sound. Um, I had a friend uh, who went to Optus. Um, stadium, and they talked about yep. the shape of the roof there, and they say they that was the first time there, and they said they couldn't believe how loud it was there. Um, yeah, okay. So and maybe that doesn't have a roof. Uh, no, but I think if you, if you wanted that same effect at the MCG, you would just have to kind of extend the bits of the roof that poke out. Yeah, yeah. So it's just the arena that's kind of in the elements. Yeah, because I remember actually at a WrestleMania, Adam. They, okay. Uh, so the Collingwood supporter <laughs> here says. Friday's elimination final is a good example. It's going to be 12 degrees and absolutely belting down. Would it be better if we had a roof over that game? And then he goes on to say, wet weather football is a part of it. I love wet weather football, but you could open the roof for the two hours of the game. So he's saying, you have a roof, you keep it shut, game on, open the roof up, fuck it up for everyone. Yep. (laughs) No, that's the perfect idea. Um, It's like like if you've got a veranda with one of those... uh, Roofs that kind of can shutter so it can either let the sun in or let it out. Yeah, sure. You keep it closed until yep. you're having a barbecue and it's pissing down, open it up. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I let the mould grow in my home by yep. the fact I go like, you know, I can have the mould or I can not have the mould. But I yeah. think, yeah, why not have the mould? And <laughs> yeah. I, I just get up close to it. I just breathe it in too. Mate, mould is good. <laughs> hey, uh, footballers in real life? Hit me, man, hit me. <clears throat> From Felix, uh, I was working my Sunday shift at a bottle shop. I used to work at a bottle shop. Uh, thank you, I'm doing very well for myself in brackets. Which one did you work in? Uh, the Malvern Vale. Uh, what was the What was the best thing about working <coughs> in a bottle? Oh, um, it got me to got me to London for a year, for a half a year, yeah. sorry, to go to uni. Um, I remember... Uh, what what was the one joke that everyone made when they're, they're like, oh, is that for free or anything, you know? No, not so much. I remember Stefan Dennis came in one day, you know, who plays <laughs> Paul Robinson on Neighbours. On Neighbours, yep. And he came in one day and I had no idea about wine and stuff like that. And he, he said to me... I, was <laughs> like, I like the way you say had. <laughs> but I... Um, <coughs> well, I still don't. But um, people would often come into me and say like, I'm having beef. Like, what wine do you recommend? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm fucking 18, mate. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't no, know no, anything. No. Yeah. And I think he came in and he, you know, was having chicken or something. And he's like, oh, what, you know, what should I get? And I was like, oh, this one will pair very nicely. And he, Did you? After a little bit, he kind of looked at me. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about, do you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> and what era were you working? 
what era? Yeah, what um, years? Was that 96, 97, 98, I think? Oh, so through the, the you would have seen Diamond Bitter, that would have been? Uh, the Carlton Cold in a plastic bottle that were like 400 mil, I think. Oh, fuck, they were the rankest things on and earth. Because you know what you want with your beer is in one that you purchase yourself is that I have it in a plastic one with a resealable lid. That's what I always wanted in my beer, just in case I didn't want to drink it all in one hit. But also so that when I threw it, it just bounced rather than smashed. And the Smirnoff uh, Ruskies would fly oh, off the shelf. Oh, fucking hell. As soon yeah, as they okay. came in, like that, they, were, they, were, they would, people come in and go, have you got any, you got any? Yeah. yeah. And um, What about Sub-Zero? Were they, or did you... Oh, no, Sub-Zero would have been around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not around anymore, are they? No? Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's get back to Phil. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing well for myself on Father's Day. Uh, and to my surprise, right as I'm clearing up a bottle of Penfold's bin 138 GSM that a customer had knocked off the shelf. Oh, that was the worst too. Breakages. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, I remember I stepped on a shelf and oh, I broke about $200 worth of stuff and it was a nightmare. Um, who should wander their way into the store than the king of TikTok vodka pasta himself, Christian Petrarca, wearing his R.M. Williams, a dress shirt, nice. and some rather fetching uh, navy dress pants. Uh, as a Mad Collingwood fan, I was rather surprised to see a man dedicated to his body and performance in a bottle shop five days before his qualifying final against my team. But I was not going to stop him, so it gave, <laughs> it gave us the edge. <laughs> like it, like it. He was pursuing, pursuing, especially pursu- uh, perusing, perusing. Yeah, the rum section for enough time for me to mop up the wine and get rid of the glass, uh, taking photos of the various bottles. I asked him if he needed a hand, but he said we could and continued browse. He proceeded to grab a bottle of Plantation Original Dark Rum and a gift bag. I made small talk and asked him who this gift was for, and he sheepishly admitted that it was the last minute buying uh, buying a Father's Day gift, as he had been to lunch with his dad but had neglected to buy him a present. Oh, this is good detail, Felix. This is excellent stuff. The gift bag was red and blue for the record. He went merrily <laughs> on his way after purchase, and me crestfallen that I'd missed my chance to create the most Melbourne story of all time, if only I'd let him slip in a puddle of penfolds five days before <laughs> a final. <laughs> Oh, that would have been magnificent. <laughs> Thank you for that, Felix, and great detail, mate. Really good. From Ben. Uh, recently began working as a criminal defence lawyer. So I was at Melbourne Magistrates Court uh, uh, the other day, and the first person I see when I walk in is the one and only Ricky Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was that this is a good football and real life story until I thought about it further and realised it was more a unique more of a unique story if I'd gone to Melbourne Magistrate Court and not seen Ricky Nixon. <laughs> oh, Ricky. Thank you, Ben, and good luck at your time at the Magistrates Court. Fucking hell, they must see some fucking doozy cases in there, don't you reckon? Oh dude, they'd see you every second week, I imagine. Well, yeah. Um. Uh from Andrew. Uh, Sydney Airport Food Court. Uh, 4.40pm on Sunday I'm sitting near Jordan DeGoey. Uh Why is he here at all? And why is he in not in an airline lounge? So that's two days after he played? No, 
Nearly three. Yeah, three days. Yeah, so he was away on the weekend yesterday. Oh, interesting. JDG out and about. Oh, wow. I wonder. what. I mean, actually, when you think about it, like how many days off do footballers get? You'd wonder whether or not, would they have had, so they played on Thursday, they probably would have had, you imagine, some sort of recovery on the Friday, the Saturday, and then maybe he's got a couple of days off until, although, of course, they've got uh, a whole week off. Oh, yeah, actually, good point, yeah. Uh, well, it's, yeah, no one void then, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. But actually, do they work a five-day week, do you think? Uh, no, aren't they not allowed to as part of the plea, the bargaining agreement? So they do a four-day week. Think? Yeah, I think some of them are only at the club, like maybe three. I suppose, no, if it's out of a seven-day work week, like, yeah, maybe it is four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but there are days when they're not allowed into the club. Like, I think it's written in that they are not to come in, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, sure, sure. Gotcha. So, even uh, if you want to come in and, you know, just pinch some ice or get a massage or something, they're like, you're not allowed on. Yeah, and ice, we mean. Yep. The yep. bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> From Adrian. Uh, yesterday I was walking down uh, Bridport Road in Albert Park. I saw a middle-aged man with a large backpack over one shoulder walking toward me. He looked familiar. And as he got closer, I realised it was the coach of North Melbourne, Alistair Clarkson. He was wearing an oversized black jumper, uh, denim jeans and white sneakers. I surmised on he was on his way to the AFLPAHQ. Must be nearby, mm. I suppose. And sure enough, he tuned... He turned into the doorway of their office and disappeared up the stairs. Huh. Uh, he did not look happy. Oh, that's definitely Clarko then. I so I guess I had a couple of footballers in real life at the uh, at the footy. I was talking to Mick Martin. I said g'day to Denise oh, yep. Williams. Um, I think that was about it. Yep, sure. I had a fo- did, I, did I tell you this? I had a football in real life a few weeks ago on FaceTime. Did I tell you this on FaceTime? Yeah. No. So it's when Hawthorne beat Collingwood. Yeah. And, um, friend of the show, Emma Race, um, uh, FaceTimed me not long after the game. And uh, she was in having, enjoying a frothy with the friends. Mm. And the rat was there. And she had me on FaceTime. And she's like, hey, it's Chambo. And her sister Lucy gave me a wave. And, and then the rat was like, hey, Chambo. So I had a, oh, meeting, had a little meeting with the rat. Mate, little Chamberlain would have fucking gotten a bit of a <laughs> kick out of that one. <laughs> I said, mate. I've read your book. I've got some notes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget our live show, Grand Final, October 1, 4 p.m. at Morris House. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go Hawks. Now, you got to say go Blues, mate. Ain't you going for the Blues now? Oh, fuck. <sighs> oh, oh, look, I'm, I'm Switzerland. I'm neutral. You dog. We Brisbane Bears had to start from scratch. We fight real hard to win every match. We're the high-flying bombers from Windy Hill. We're the toughest, we're the team we're gonna kill. Listen up, guys, because Richmond's here, and we're the only team that you should fear. The black and gold ain't where it's at. The blues are the team that'll knock them all flat. Stop your bossing, the Saints have arrived. You'll all be sorry when we make the five. Y'all may be tough, but have no fear. It's Collingwood's turn for the flag this year.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.